There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up reps' time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It is Monday, March 27th. I'm Jacob Cohen, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're talking about Apple's push into virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality, the metaverse, A, B, C, D, all the above, and its widely anticipated headset to power it all set to debut in June. Now, this is Apple we're talking about, so don't be surprised if 10 years from now, the product's flying off the shelves like the Apple Watch and the iPhone, but at first, the product may very well not be an immediate hit, and some in Apple have even questioned whether it makes sense for the company to move into this space in the first place. We'll get into all that, but first, let's take a quick look at what else is going on in the world of business and tech. Let's get crackling. Okay, first things first, John Wick Chapter 4 knocked down, shot down, punched through, body slammed the box office competition this past weekend in its first weekend in theaters, notching $73.5 million in its U.S. debut. For comparison, the original John Wick opened to $14 million in 2014. John Wick Chapter 2 opened to $30.4 million in 2017. Chapter 3 opened to $56.8 million in 2019. And Worldwide, Chapter 4 brought in $137.5 million on a more than $100 million budget. So things are looking good on the balance sheet. Meanwhile, Shazam 2 pulled in $9.7 million from more than 4,000 theaters in its second weekend out, down 69% week over week. According to Variety, the DC superhero sequel cost $110 million to produce and $100 million to promote. Oy vey's mere. Moving along from Hollywood, some electric news. One day after projecting a $3 billion loss in its electric vehicles this year, Ford announced its under-construction $5.6 billion plant in Tennessee will produce 500,000 electric vehicles a year, starting with a next-gen truck. The idea is that as EV operations scale, costs will drop and profits will hopefully eventually be made. Meanwhile. It's a battery bonanza elsewhere. LG announced a planned $5.5 billion EV battery facility in Arizona. And estimates show North American battery manufacturing capacity could grow from around 100 gigawatt hours in 2021 to around 1,000 by 2030. Also, we've got some news from the Twitter sphere. Elon Musk told Twitter employees in an email that they'll receive stock awards based on a valuation of around $20 billion, which is less than half of the $44 billion price he paid for the company last year, according to the Wall Street Journal. In said email, Musk told employees how he thinks the company's future is bright and sees 
a clear but difficult path to a more than $250 billion valuation. Meanwhile, one of the plays he's going to make to help the company get there is by charging users monthly fees and business accounts potentially thousands of dollars a month for verification and special features. Users who received blue checks prior to Musk's takeover, the so-called legacy check marks, will probably lose them starting around April 1st unless they want to pay up. In other news... <clears throat> Tobacco's back, says Marlboro maker Altria, which promised investors it'll lean on smoke-free projects like vapes and nicotine pouches to double revenue from U.S. smoke-free products to $5 billion by 2028. Also, a new Utah law will require social media platforms to get parental consent before minors can create accounts and implement a curfew for users under 18. Also, remote work is an increasingly remote possibility for American workers, according to new Labor Department data. 72.5% of business establishments in the U.S. had little to no remote work done in 2022, up from 60% in 2021 and close to the 76.7% pre-pandemic figure. And last but not least, hoop, that's spelled H-U-U-P-E, pronounced hoop like basketball hoop or alley-oop, raised $11 million for its smart basketball hoop that plays training videos, records data about baskets made or not, and offers tips for players. Think Peloton, but basketball hoop maybe sounds a little gimmicky, but honestly pretty cool. Would love to try it out. If someone wants to lend me around $5,000, which is the price for the smaller sized option, plus the $30 a month subscription cost. All right, let's talk about Apple. Okay, so the path to unveil augmented or virtual reality products that have wide global appeal and application has been far from easy, let alone successful, right? From Google Glass to Microsoft HoloLens to MetaQuest Pro. These products sure are cool, but they've all either shut down or struggled commercially. Meta has spent billions on its headset and has sold some 20 million units, but data suggests many of the users uh, or their headsets are just gathering dust uh, not so long after purchased. And the headset category generally saw sales decline 12% last year to $1.1 billion, according to NPD Group. However, last year, Apple CEO Tim Cook told a group of students that in the future, you'll wonder how you lived your life without augmented reality. Just like today, how you wonder... How did people like me grow up without the internet? And soon, in just a few months actually, Apple in classic Apple fashion will be making its foray into the space. And if history tells us anything, it's that Apple is really good at doing exactly that, waiting around and then pouncing once it enters a space. And over the weekend, Bloomberg reported that Apple's top 100, and no, that's not the list dominated by folks like Taylor Swift or Morgan Wallen. It's the internal moniker for Apple's 100 highest ranking leaders. So Bloomberg reported that that group gathered last week in the Steve Jobs Theater at Apple's Cupertino headquarters for a demonstration of the company's upcoming mixed reality headset, likely dubbed the Reality Pro or the Reality One, which is also set to debut in June. Now, per Bloomberg, this isn't the first time the group has been shown the product, but it was probably the most significant such presentation given its 
setting, and timing. The executives caught the show before leaving for their annual offsite in California, where they could very well be focused on addressing some of the challenges Apple may face in this market. So what are some of those challenges? Well, this could be Apple's most important product in years in the sense that it represents Apple's first entirely new platform outside of the iPhone, Mac, Apple Watch, and iPad. It's also a significant moment because it'll be the first Apple platform developed entirely under Tim Cook's leadership. Cook, by the way, has said he avoids using the term metaverse because it's foreign to the average person. It also Doing that is also probably a way for, for him and Apple to differentiate themselves from that other company whose name happens to be in the word metaverse. Apple reportedly prefers to use the term co-presence to describe that shared virtual space and experience. Now, Apple has seen its market cap skyrocket under Cook's leadership from around $350 billion in 2011 to around a little less than $2.5 trillion today. At the same time, though, Cook has built somewhat of a name for himself as the guy who may be one of the best operators in tech, who could take any great product and sell the living daylights out of it. But, but not so much as an inventor or innovator of new ideas and pushing new boundaries. Here's the thing. When it comes to many of Apple's products over the years, Apple hasn't really had to convince people of the utility of the product category, right? They just had to show people why their products were better than everyone else's. But when it comes to the mixed reality headset, most people out there still don't see the everyday use case in their own lives. And then when you consider the practical hurdles of this headset, that's going to cost around $3,000 at first, that it probably won't have many applications or much media content at the start, that it'll require an external battery pack that you put on your hip. You can see how it could be hard to sell this widely upon release for a company that's used to selling hundreds of millions of iPhones a year. So some of these features, in addition to just doubts about the product's utility in a relatively unproven market are challenges that current and former employees even are deeply concerned about, according to the New York Times. Now, many analysts think Apple has faced some similar challenges with products like the Apple Watch, which at launch was not a perfect product or platform. It was was pretty, but it lacked great software and applications, which were developed and added over time in future iterations. Now, for the headset, Apple's probably hoping for something similar, analysts say. According to Bloomberg, the company thinks it could sell about a million units of the headset in its first year, which would mean about $3 billion in revenue. Counterpoint research expects 500,000 units to sell. Either way, this is peanuts for Apple. By comparison, the company was expected to ship about 40 million Apple watches after its debut. So, as always, we'll see what happens. I'll be sure to keep you posted right here on The Hustle Daily Show. And bada bing, bada boom, that's gonna do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can go sign up at thehustle.co slash email. Hope you have an awesome Monday. We'll catch you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great 
people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts. 